Welcome to the Evolved Athlete Podcast, where the best in the business bring you the best in fitness, nutrition, wellness, and overall, making you the best athlete of all time. We're host Coach P and his fellow coaches, Kayla, Destiny, Jen, and Ian, take you on a path to greatness. Let's get on with our guest and let's have a great time. Let's roll. Good morning, fitness fam. I hope that you all had a wonderful week so far. I'm your host, Coach P. No guest today. We're going to be pushing a guest for another week coming up. And so I wanted to take the opportunity on this Friday morning on March 31st to be able to dive into more of a let's get down and talk about real life topics. So for the last couple of weeks, we've been talking nonstop science. We've been going deep into things like night shift and the science of hormones. So I wanted to take a step back for a minute and be able to just jump into a major topic all about information in, information out. You know, oftentimes we find ourselves overwhelmed when it comes to things like stress and how we're carrying ourselves throughout the day. Why is it that we're overthinking or have anxiety? Why is it that we're constantly panicking about what could happen or what bad things are going on out in the world or why we feel down and depressed? And we honestly have to take a step back every now and then, right? And be able to take a look at ourselves in the mirror and be like, what garbage am I letting in, all right? What negative thoughts or negative sources of information am I letting come into my life? Because at the end of the day, if we're not guarding our hearts, as it's usually said in Christian circles, or putting on your armor of resilience when it comes to going out into the world of stress, then you're going to be at risk for letting these things plague your mind, especially if you are not setting your intent for the day and taking that first hour of the day to yourself. And so not only is there a spiritual side of this, but there's also a, am I taking responsibility for being able to set my own intent for how I want to show up each and every day? Because many of us are plagued by waking up first thing in the morning, starting our days with our phones, and instantly being completely molded into negative ways of thinking or being more reactive rather than responsive. We even know now with science that when you first start your day off looking at your phone, it actually makes your brain more ADHD. HD like and is going to make it more difficult for you to focus throughout the day. And so I wanted to spend today's topic with my little cup of espresso here talking about this important idea of garbage in versus garbage out. This is adapted from one of my readings and teachings that I do with small groups and with students at the university where we talk about habitudes. And one of the habitudes that this is based off of is called personal laptop. And so I've adapted adapted it myself into my own lesson that I like to teach to others, especially students. And this is going to be beneficial for not only individuals in our evolved coaching uh, community, but also our athletes who are striving to be better moms, be better dads, and ultimately being able to be more self-disciplined to be able to be at their best every single day. Because at the end of the day, our minds work just like a computer. They only spit out the data that they have been fed. It is garbage in versus garbage out. And what we need to realize is that to be the absolute best version of ourselves, to be the best leaders, we need to realize that leaders are disciplined about what they store in their hearts and in their minds. 
And so I want to tell you this story um, and allegory here that relates to how we can relate this to computers and how we can relate this to leading ourselves every day. And so chances are you use a computer. You might be using one right now when it comes to you listening to this podcast. You may own one yourself. And it's hard to imagine life nowadays without using these computers or these phones where we can get so much information. They can be your absolute best friend, but they can also be your worst enemy. They are wonderful when they give you the right information. When, you, when you're able to go on Instagram or you're able to go on Facebook and you have yourself been disciplined to only allow sources of information to come onto your feed that are motivational, that are positive, that are optimistic, that are educational. But if you're leaving it to be at the point to where it is the different kind of information, then it might be at a negative disservice to you. Because when you store data on the hard drives of these devices, you could say, it's there forever. You can file it away. You can forget about it. It's yours. You can call it up whenever you need it. Phone numbers, email addresses, documents for work. Your computer can give you access to the internet when you retrieve information and do instant messaging with your friends, your colleagues. It's all right there at your fingertips. We, ha we have complete access to everyone we've ever known, <laughs> which is crazy if you think about it. I remember when we were kids and I could barely remember five different phone numbers, right? But unfortunately, your computer or your phone can also be your enemy, as awesome as this technology might be. And it depends on what you've done with it. When you go to locate a paper that you need for a meeting or an article that you need to, for you to study, you won't find it unless you stored it there. It only stores information you can actually save on that computer or that phone device. The internet, with all of its valuable information, though, can also be a disaster. Garbage can be found on this, whether it's things like pornography or useless scrolling on Instagram or constant access to everything wrong that's going out in the world, every accident, every, every, every tumultuous event, every crazy political piece of propaganda is all there to get into your mind and even advertising for certain things when it comes to plaguing you in your subconscious of certain products and, and so on and so forth. And so you once you call these things up, you have to watch out because you'll be haunted by these things for months to come. So here's where the principle comes into place when it comes to garbage in versus garbage out. Our minds work like sophisticated computers, right? Like sophisticated hard drives. They are computers and phones with great memory. They are small and portable. And along the way, you store information in them. The people you meet, the stuff you read, the music you listen to, the pictures you see, whether they're good or bad. And that's why leaders must be disciplined about what they store in their minds and in their hearts. They don't feed on garbage because they know that the G-I-G-O principle of garbage in versus garbage out is so powerful. Leaders work hard at investing the right material inside themselves, but they also work hard at avoiding the wrong material so that what comes out is right. It is so important that we realize this because oftentimes our bad moods could easily be changed if we started our day off differently. If we started our day off by thinking about things to be intentful, to be to go after, things to be intentful to hold ourselves accountable to, things to be intentful as far as what our principles are, as far as what we let inside our own hearts when it comes to negativity and when it comes to stress and when it comes to events that aren't really there when it comes to overthinking. And so I want to challenge us all to start thinking this way 
as far as being careful of what side of our hearts we're feeding. And so as humans, it's we naturally act on the stuff that fill our minds. We become preoccupied with thoughts and eventually we want to act on those thoughts. And that's that, that can explain a lot of things, especially when we hear about so many cases of bad things happening in the world. Maybe it explains a huge amount of the violence among people between ages of 12 and 24. You know, the average kid that's seen more than 4,000 murders on TV, not to mention video games that was damn near impossible to do back when we were little. And so we have to be really, really mindful of these things. We, we see honestly in the science when we study adolescents um, that individuals that have a higher exposure to violence in the media have reduced levels of cognitive function, right? We also see this with the usage of our phones over and over and over again. We see a reduction in the gray matter and our ability to be really, really mindful and have powerful executive function and volition and, and task seeking and orientation and all these other vital forms of executive functioning that we can actually tie to engaging and maintaining healthy behaviors. I study this in my research, uh, in, in my dissertation. My Minds related to sleep, but we, but when you study executive functioning, it has a bi-directional relationship with both physical activity and potentially sleep as well. Um, and so, and we can even combine that in an age where we are so technolo technologically advanced and we're so reliant on technology and we're constantly under the exposure of bright lights at night and ever so on and so forth that combined with sleep deprivation, in addition to all of these things, it can make matters worse. And so where I'm going into this now is that the fact that we are having less thinking, less learning, less reasoning development in a lot of our individuals, and we're becoming easily persuaded, easily swayed by any type of piece of information we see out there on our phones. And it's it's really, really dangerous, especially when it comes to things like propaganda. This is why TikTok is actually dangerous. If you guys have heard of all the crazy shit that's going on with TikTok nowadays and how the government is actually getting a little angsty about it and how we might need to ban it and all these other things, I am actually completely for that. Now, the problem is, is that it's also no different than what you see from Instagram Reels or Facebook reels or all these other things. We have to be careful of the information that we are being exposed to on a daily basis because rather than, you know, being exposed to if you look if you compare and contrast the types of information and, you know, I'm I'm not trying to be political about this, but when you compare and contrast what for example, China themselves are putting out in their media for their children and Russia versus what they're putting out on, you know, what kids get on TikTok in our country, you know, they're actually really strong about putting out educational content and building skills and so on and so forth. While, you know, Russia's over there teaching their kids self-defense. And then you look at the average TikTok star over here in the United States, and you've got people that are dancing to the music tunes and doing crazy things that have no meaning and that are completely crazy and all these other things here on our TikToks. Now, take this with a grain of salt, all right? I am not saying that there is not educational content on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook Reels, especially when it comes to our circle in the fitness industry like Evolve, where our goal is to educate others and help people improve in their healthy lives. That is a good source of information to get on social media. But when you look at all these other accounts, oftentimes there is a plethora of different accounts that are putting out complete garbage when it comes to the types of information that we're consuming at such a rapid level that's having an impact on our adults and on our children when it comes to the information that they're allowing into themselves. And 
while some may not agree, you know, and that not believing in what we see and hear affects our behavior, we need to think about how advertising works on TV, you know, because it does affect us. The reticulating arc, the, the reticular arc, ah, my goodness, I'm, I'm, I'm having a little brain fart. The RAS, the reticular activating system, there we go, all right, which is a part of our brain, which is easily targeted by these advertising schemes. And so, because, you know, sometimes we have to laugh at ourselves when we see things, uh, such as certain uh, subconscious events when, you know, we, we hear it's like uh, on your cell. Oh, okay. Here's a perfect example on your cell phones. When you start talking about a certain type of product or a certain type of location, and all of a sudden your phone starts showing you advertisements for these products on your phones. And this sat, this happens the same way with cookies on the internet on certain, um, not cookies, the eating cookie, the cookie, the internet cookie, where you're tracked by certain websites that you go to and certain products that you look at. And then you're more likely to start getting advertisements and ads and all sorts of pop-ups for those specific things because what advertising agencies know about psychology and the human brain is the more that you see these things, the more that you start thinking about them in your subconscious and you're more likely to purchase those items, especially in impulse, if you're not careful. It's happened to me quite a few times. All right, um, But we have to be careful about this principle because not only can it affect these types of behaviors when it comes to our spending of our money, but it also comes into intellectual decisions and the choices that we make on a daily basis. Our minds and hearts in a lot of ways can be compared to a checking account at a local bank. We can only withdraw what we've deposited. And it doesn't matter if you think you're mature or not, or you think you're resilient or not. What matters is, is what have you been putting into that account? And so there's a great example of this. Of what does it look like for a leader to practice this truth of guarding your heart of garbage in versus garbage out? And there was a great example of a football player named Barrett Jones. He's the former team captain of the University of Alabama football team under coach Nick Saban a while ago, who was drafted in the year 2013 by the St. Louis Rams. When he was at Alabama, he was actually, he was an All-American in three different positions, and he was a starter for four years. Not only did Alabama at that time, they were the absolute goats, they're the goats, if they if they aren't any now, now they have contention with Georgia, uh, but the team won three national championships while Barrett Jones was there. Absolutely incredible. But not, not only on top of his athletic achievements, but he also had high academic achievements. And not only that, but he was also great with his servitude, volunteering in Haiti after its 2010 earthquake when he helped uh, clear debris away in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, after all the tornadoes happened there. All while he was earning A's in his degree and his bachelor's degree and got his master's degree in four and a half years. And so... They once questioned him about this and how he was able to do this. And Jones replied saying this, some people feel like they have to be good at school and they really stress about it. However, I never really stressed about it. I just kind of did it. I have a desire to be excellent at everything I do. And so we got to step back for a second and think to ourselves, how does Barrett live this way? He is careful to feed his mind well, all right? When Dr. Tim Elmore was able to interview him for his particular reading, um, he was able to speak to him and heard how disciplined and how he is in the books that he reads, the music and podcasts that he listens to, the TV shows that he watches, everything. He's careful about the information that he takes in. 
again because he knows that his mind is very malleable. His mind is like a computer. His mind is like a phone, all right? Because of this discipline, he was able not only to carry himself well, to stick to his own principles, to be more resilient to, for lack of a better word, negative bullshit out there in the world, that he was able to respect gain the respect of coaches, teammates, friends, and family. Coach Saban, Nick Saban, had a lot of great things to say about him, saying not only did he consider Barrett Jones one of the five best players he's ever coached in the game of football, but also one of the top people in the history of college football. Nick Saban even went so far to say that Jones is one of the five most influential people in his own life. And for someone like Coach Nick Saban, that is absolutely huge. We have a direct quote, actually that I was able to find from Nick Saban where Coach Saban said, I think Barrett has just a genuine, great character about him. He has great thoughts, habits, priorities. He's compassionate and he's willing to serve other people. The team is important to him and he's positive. He's responsible. He's a very hard worker and it's so rare to find a combination of all of those things in one person. And so in order for us to be the absolute best leaders we can, whether it's in fitness, whether it's in our communities, in our coaching businesses, whether it's in our households as mom and dads, whether it's as friends that we're leading in particular groups or recreational groups or, or, uh, hobby groups that we have, or whether it's in our jobs and we're leading people well in what we're managing in our, in our workplace, we need to make sure that we're at our best and being able to put our best foot forward, have good principles, be able to help people, but also be optimistic minded and be able to solve problems well. But we can't do all these things if we're not putting good information into ourselves, if we're not learning well, if we're not putting good things into our hearts each and every day. So we really need to start asking ourselves, who are we feeding here? There's, there's another story here that we have where it goes through this particular girl who was talking with her youth leader. And the truth of this particular story is where when she was talking about when she lived in Alaska and she joined this local youth group, but she was, just, she was struggling with a lot of the decisions and ethics that she was making during this part of her life. Part of her wanted to do what was right, while another part of her wanted to still do what was rebellious, what was against the grain, um, or what potentially broke the rules. Now, I'm not saying never to, you know, live your life, never to do crazy things, never to, you know, get out of your comfort zone. That's a completely different story. But talking about as a child doing things that you shouldn't do. One day she went to her youth director, and I'm going to read directly from the story here. She described her dilemma in this way. She said it was like there was two different dogs inside of her fighting all the time. One was good and one was bad. She felt the pull of these forces all day long. These dogs, as they were, were constantly struggling to control her. Finally, her youth director asked, which of the two dogs stronger. She thought for a moment. Then it was like a light bulb that went on inside of her head. She said, I guess whichever dog I feed the most. And this is so absolutely true when it comes to maybe not dogs living inside of you, but the side of you, the part of you that has an inner voice that tells no lies, that you cannot get anything past. That is the complete inner voice that says, yeah, you're sitting on your butt right now. Yeah, I really want to eat healthy, but I don't want to is then that's, that's the other side of you talking to yourself, all right? And so when it comes to which voice you're going to feed the most, is it the inner voice that you're feeding positive value to or are you feeding the negative part of your voice that says, eh, it's okay, I'll just procrastinate, I'll get to it later, but then you never do, okay? So when we think about 
what we need to do to be the absolute best leaders we can when it comes to garbage in versus garbage out, we need to listen and learn that leaders are disciplined about what they store inside their mind and heart because they listen to positive input. Great leaders listen to great speakers. They learn from helpful content and they listen to encouraging music. They listen to instructive and educational, uplifting podcasts. They read good books that make them think about greater things and about how to become better and how to help other people. They fill themselves with beneficial information, but they're also cautious about the content that could potentially hinder them, that could confuse their decision-making ability later on. And that way they get respect from others because ultimately they carry themselves better. They're happier people. They're more optimistic people. They're more people that want to serve others and give to others. That way what we are filled of when it spills out is good stuff because we have to think, Do you want to make an impact with your life in the future? Because you need to realize that you are going to become what you are right now, all right? What are you feeding your mind and your heart today? Are you watching your mental diet? Do you ever ask yourselves these questions? If you've been feeling low, if you've been feeling challenged, if you've been feeling down in the dumps or lost or feel like you have no sense of direction or you feel like you can't focus, you feel like you can't just get a hold of yourself and pull yourself together, then ask yourself, what are you feeding your mind? What types of information are you taking in on a daily basis? And not only does this, not only does this have to do with being able to you know, control the types of information you're getting from social media and the types of books you're reading and music you're listening to and all these things, but it's also how are you setting the intent for yourself every single day? That first hour of the day for yourself is absolutely vital because it is the part of the day where you get to set, say to yourself, this is how I'm going to be this day. This is how I'm going to treat this particular moment. And this is how I'm going to approach each and every challenge that I come across each day. Your your mind is like a bank account, you guys. We have to understand that there are strong parallel realities between our shared bank accounts within our minds and our hearts and minds. We have to ask ourselves, why is it so difficult to discipline ourselves when it comes to making deposits in our own minds? And, you know, when I reflect on this question, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is, we're all stressed out. We've got so much going on at all times. There is constantly no breaks. And this is, a, this is, this is apparently, this is especially true in our, our entrepreneur mindset that a lot of us have when it comes to being coaches, having our own business, and wanting to be successful and helping others. Yes, we have the most noble intentions and goals of helping other people. But at the same time, and this is so common with so many entrepreneurs and so many professionals, so many athletes that I've worked with, is that we forget to take care of ourselves. This is where we loop in one of the classic habitudes that I've taught before on this podcast known as the starving baker. When you do not feed yourself, when you do not take care of yourself or sharpen your acts for your own benefit, then it becomes not only more difficult for you to be able to put your best foot forward and lead and helping others, but it also internally starts to turn your mind the opposite direction where you start to resent that which you used to love. And so we have to be very, very careful in this mindset of having to go, 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 go at all times, right? Because that will be self-destructive. So when you combine the go, 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 go mentality with the garbage in versus garbage out mentality, it becomes very significantly powerful 
that if we are struggling, if we are stressed out, if we're constantly overthinking, all right, if we're not finding value or fulfillment anymore, or we're trying to figure out why we're constantly having these thoughts in our heads, then we got to think about, are we setting intention? Are we taking time for ourselves? And are we taking in good things? Because garbage in versus garbage out. We really need to start bringing more attention to ourselves and the decisions that we're making. And think about what input that we're receiving that's affecting our thoughts and actions. Why is it that we're being so reactive when it comes to things that are challenging us? Why is it that we are not able to handle stress the best that we possibly can? All right? Why is it that we're constantly thinking, I can't do this, or I can't do that, or that's not possible? Well, it's because we haven't put on our armor for the day. We haven't been able to put our mindset in the proper place so that not only can we handle the challenges of the day, but so that we can continue to help and inspire others get over their challenges. And so I want to challenge you all now into how to develop action plans for yourself so that you can start feeding the right person inside of you. You can start feeding the right voice inside of you. And so, and I think this all starts at the beginning of your day. And so I want you to challenge yourself to have both a morning routine and a nighttime routine because we spend so much time focusing on a, a morning routine that we rarely do a nighttime routine. And so I want to challenge you all to that first hour of the day in order to allow your mind to be at, its, at, at the most resilient towards outside forces, you have to set it. You have to put your own armor on. You have to set your vibes, whether it's with meditation, whether it's with prayer, whether it's with journaling, okay? Whether it's reading your own set of principles that you stand by, whether it's exercising first thing in the morning. Have your own ritual that's going to set your mind right before you allow any other external force to manipulate or or malleable, make your mind more malleable towards outside forces. Because if you don't do this, then it becomes so easily accessible to being prone to the first thing that you see. Because we do know from science that individuals who do start their day first off without doing this and go right to their phone scrolling on Instagram, not only is this having an impact on their brain function by reducing the amount of gray matter in the brain, but it also forces you to become more reactive. You're less likely to focus. You're less likely to be able to spend deep time and thought. You're going to be more reactive and more flustered throughout the day. And so, and I see this in so many people, um, especially when the first thing that they end up on my entrepreneurs that I coach, on my entrepreneurs that go right to text messaging and right to emails and right to everything else. You didn't even give your chance, yourself a chance to breathe before you're already hounding down work. That is setting yourself up for disaster and burnout. So it's super important. I'm going to walk you through what I do every single morning. And so part of my morning routine first is to get myself situated and breathe, all right, and wake up. And so one way that I like to do this is either with straight aerobic exercise, and it don't ha doesn't have to be anything crazy, all right? Sometimes it can just be a nice 15 to 20-minute walk outside, all right? Or I, I usually like to hop on my rower for 10 to 15 minutes. Just enough of that aerobic ex that exercise, that aerobic stimulation to help me wake up, help promote blood flow, help BDNF uh, circula uh, upregulation and start, you know, getting my nerves 
neurons and brain ready to rock and roll. So I'm going to be more receptive to information. And it's just a great way to wake up and start getting your physical activity in. Then your mind is primed. Okay. Not only did you start your day with something hard or difficult, all right, or that's good for you like that, you're ready to rock and roll with diving into putting in material into your head that's going to allow you to put your best foot foot every day. So I like to, of course, start the day with with the man upstairs. You know, I'm a Christian. I like to make sure that I'm doing that and putting my best foot forward with a devotional or and journaling about it because then I'm a, I'm able to read that devotional for that day and be able to relate it to how I'm going to approach this particular day, whether it's being able to prioritize helping others or whether it's being resilient towards what we're what information we're letting in or whether it's you know how to handle stress and overthinking and anxiety. Okay, and then I journal that out and then I pray for others uh, and then I set my intent with my principles that I go to a day. I have a literally a sheet of paper that I have written out that's Chris Perry's principles. And those principles are things like how I want to show up when it comes to challenges, how I want to be in my own positive self-talk, you know, and these are all kind of forms of affirmations in a way, but also, you know, how you're going to show up, all right, and what's important to you and what your non-negotiable habits are. And it's a great way to remind yourself of things, remind yourself of what you can be grateful for. It's a great opportunity to write things out on what you're struggling with right now. And then you use this opportunity to also say, okay, what are my major priorities of the day and where can I schedule them? This is the biggest thing I talk to with all of my athletes is you need to set intention for the things you're going to accomplish this day. If you find yourself not hitting your workouts or not hitting your macros or not making time for yourself, then that means you didn't schedule it. You didn't prioritize it. And you can't make progress in something that you're not prioritizing. You have to give it its time and place. And so this is an opportunity at first thing in the morning to be able to do that. That way, you're going to be less threatened by outside forces that try to dictate your schedule, whether it's a text message or an email or someone that needs this or someone that needs that. And that way, you're able to also establish strong boundaries. And when you have this structure then that's going to make you more resilient towards what we're talking about in our episode today of garbage in versus garbage out. If you have structure, then you have something in place that gives you an instant defense against getting on your phone or getting on your emails because you'll be able to tell yourself, no, I have boundaries. This is blocked out time schedules that are dedicated to either doing my workout or this meeting that I have with this person, or I'm working on this project and I'm not focused on anything else. And so that prevents your mind from going into decision fatigue. Okay. Because oftentimes when you are overwhelmed and feeling like you can't get anywhere is because you know, you have so many things to do, but you can't decide which one you want to do right now. And so lack of structure is actually causing you to go crazy and go bananas. And that, that's what causes more and more fatigue. And when you get more and more of that decision, that mental fatigue, that actually stresses out your brain. You're going to be more likely to procrastinate and make things worse. And so it's super, super important to start your day out this way because it's a, it's a triple-pronged attack here where you're attacking multiple things. You're attacking your mindset. You're getting your head right and filling it up with good things, with positive affirmations, and you're talking about your principles. And then you're also designing a structure for your day that's going to prevent you or help you prevent getting in bad information that's coming in to potentially plague you and potentially put you on the wrong course for that day. So I want to challenge you in coming up with this morning routine of at least an hour to yourself where you're, comp where you're comprising it of these activities that are going to help get your mind right, get your body right, put your armor on so that you can be more resilient towards the challenges of the day. And you'll find within yourself that 
your day will be so much better as far as you being able to resist the fatigue, resist negativity, resist bad sources of information, and you'll be able to guard your heart so much more effectively. Now, as you're going throughout the day and you encounter challenges throughout the day, then this is where you have to be mindful for yourself. This is where setting down times are so important because one thing I also run into a lot of people when it comes to be succumbing to just going to their phones when they have empty time instead of breathing or getting down or getting their nervous system down. And that will further increase distractibility and so on and so forth. And so instead of picking up your phone first thing when you have a break, well, first thing, structure your breaks into the day. And instead of going crazy, mind, mindlessly scrolling on Instagram, give your brain a break. We, we see in the literature that it's important to do what is called gap effects. And the way that you let your brain not only learn more efficiently, but also give it a break from stimulation, simply giving it three to five minutes, three to four times a day in between tasks is a great way to reduce mental fatigue. Now, you can, you can do this by going for a walk and not listening to music. You can do this by doing meditation or doing breath work to control your nervous system, which is what I recommend because then that helps you get into a more rested state and gives you more of a balance between being constantly fight or flight all the time. But just taking time to do nothing is great for your brain throughout the day, and it helps you focus on your tasks throughout the day as well. It's when we constantly go from one thing to the next, 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 whether it's on our computers and then to our phones and then to a text message and to the scrolling on Instagram and then posting an Instagram post and then doing this video and then looking at this funny cute picture of a dog and then talking to our friend Marcy and then going and then running to the next thing and then scramming down all my food and then going to my next job and then my next sales appointment. Do you see how this is effing chaotic? And it's no wonder why we are constantly fatigued and constantly drained and feel like we can't answer the other text messages that have reached out to us in our businesses of, of athletes that need our help, all right? And we feel overwhelmed because you don't take time to pause. Give your brain a break throughout the days because then when you're, when you're so chronically fatigued like that, you're going to be even more susceptible to negative forces. So it becomes super important for you to be aware of this. Give yourself gap times throughout the day. It doesn't have to be hours on end. Give yourself five minutes of not looking at your phone and doing nothing. Just listening to peaceful music, or going for a walk and getting your steps in because we also know that ambulation, the act of walking allows you to reset your neurons and get ready for the next task ahead. And it's so beneficial for your health. And then further, as you're going throughout your day, have a nighttime routine. Because we also know that doing these things, mindlessly scrolling on Instagram, being on electronics and not having routines for the evening to get ourselves into a more rested state does result in negative sleep patterns. And when you when you have negative sleep patterns and you're not getting restful sleep and your sleep is more fragmented and you're tossing and turning and you have the effects, the negative impact of sleep deprivation, that has been over and over again demonstrated to not only increase daytime sleepiness and fatigue, it increases grogginess, it reduces emotional resilience and makes you more irritable, all right? It reduces executive functioning and your ability to think clearly and your ability to focus, and it's going to make you even more susceptible 
to negative forces and the ability to be able to abide by any structure that you've set for yourself. And so you set yourself up to have this chronic loop of negative behaviors that continues to funnel in. This is why it's so difficult oftentimes for many of the people that we work with to try and be healthier, to get, build better habits, to be more physically active, to eat healthier, to be more disciplined. It's so hard to get in that way because not only are we being sleep deprived and now our minds are literally at a disadvantage to being able to build better habits, to being more resistant to negative thoughts, to being able to be able to put their best foot forward. And so this is why it's so important to set a foundation with a morning routine, an evening routine, healthy sleep so that we can actually be able to put our best foot forward each day when it comes to the garbage in, garbage out. And then when it comes to the actual act and taking action over what types of information you all are consuming, all right, I want you to be able to sit down for a second and be like, okay, let's do an audit of myself of all the different types of information I'm letting into my mind each and every day. And then take a note, which ones are positive inputs and which ones are negative inputs. This has to do with music. This will have to do with podcasts, the types of social media that you're looking at, all right, the, the types of... Uh, voices that you're listening to and the ones that are question yourself, are these sources serving me in any way? Um, am I learning from them? Are they motivating me? Are they challenging me? Are they telling me the truth or are they making me feel worse? Are they making me feel anxious? Are they causing me to overthink and have anxiety and fear? All right. Because if these are, or are they making me more lazy? All right. Or am I overly consuming some of these things? All right. There is such thing as consuming too much of a good thing. Okay. It's okay to be able to listen to an awesome podcast that's motivating and that you learn from. And it's okay to see a couple, you know, videos on Instagram reels that are cool and motivating and lifting you up. But if you're looking at them for three hours a day, that's not okay. <laughs> okay. Because then that's, especially if it's mindless and you're not really taking anything in, you're just watching things rather than getting up and getting some steps in and getting some exercise in or reading a book or doing the tasks that you need to do for that day or being present with your kids or your family or your friends or your spouse. All right. These are the things that you need to take note of and take an audit for yourself. So that way you can not only put limits on the things that you're absorbing and taking in, but also control the content that's coming in. And I would challenge you all to go through this and teach yourself, push yourself to make better choices, to, to take in better sources of information. All right. Go through your Instagram. What are all the channels that you're listening to? Are some, are they frivolous? Are they nonsense? Are they negative? Is it crazy propaganda all the time? And I would challenge you to put it with more educational content, more uplifting content, more motivational, more people helping people types of content. All right. And then when it comes to the books that you're reading, are you reading books that are building you up, that are you learning from, or are you constantly doing nothing? And now this is, this goes against me being a nerd. Are, are you reading nothing but comic books <laughs> and comic books are great. Okay. I'm never going to, you know, go, go bash a comic book. Right? I love a good Batman comic or Avengers comic, but are you doing nothing but taking in bad sources of material? Okay. Are you doing nothing but listening to negativity and watching news channels every day and, and doing nothing but starting your day with all of these negative things that are coming in and flooding your mind? You must be careful of what you're letting in. Garbage in versus garbage out. And I want to challenge you all to take the major keys from this podcast today and start getting yourself right. Set your intent every single day. Take that first half an hour to hour for yourself. Put on your armor. Get your mind right. Have a plan in place for how you're going to structure your priorities and also have a plan in place for how you're going to approach challenges and how you're going to approach negativity when it comes. Right? How are you going to keep yourself on track 
And then what's your evening routine going to be to either reflect or get your head in the right place so that you can rest and be able to get that restitution, that recovery for your mind so that you can put your best foot forward each and every day, lead others well, discipline to be lead yourself well, and ultimately have a great impact on the world. The way that I would like to end this podcast today, if we started something new with the Evolved Athlete Podcast, and that's addressing a couple questions from our audience and our communities at the Evolved Health and Performance community. And I would love to start doing this often. If you're interested in doing so, please go to the link in the bio and submit your questions, and you'll have the chance to be featured on our episodes. We're going to tackle one here today. And today's question that we are going to tackle was submitted on March 22nd, the explanation of high-protein meal snack ideas that are 35 to 45 grams per meal or snack. And this is a great question um, because I get this a, a lot of times from my athletes as far as how to stay on track when you're traveling is usually a biggest one. And what can I do to fit more protein into my diet? And this is actually a really good conversation. Um, because I actually did this last night. I, I taught protein in my bioenergetics class. And part of the biggest problems that a lot of people have and I'm, when, I, when I find when I'm coaching um, is individuals just don't eat enough protein. <laughs> and so, and when it comes to protein, we have to make sure that we are getting enough to support muscle protein synthesis. When we are trying to maintain muscle mass, when we're leaning out, when we're in weight loss phases, or when we're trying to eat enough protein for building muscle, that is always the one that we're lacking. And so first you got to start off by knowing, okay, how much protein do I need? And us at Evolve, we, we usually recommend anywhere from 1.7 grams per kilogram gram of body weight when it comes to protein or upwards to about one gram per pound of body weight. And so for the average individual, you know, let's say I've got a guy six foot, 200 pounds, that's about 200 grams of protein per day. And so when it comes to high protein meal and snack ideas, all right, we have to remember that dense protein density is, you know, it's very, very dense. And so when we look at portion control and the size of protein sources, the size of your palm is about the size of about four to five ounces of any particular type of meat. So for example, if you took your hand and you outlined, not including your appendages, your fingers, and just your palm, that's about the size of four to five ounces of grilled chicken, okay? And we, when you look at the nutrition facts, that cooked chicken, four to five, four, five ounces of chicken is 40 grams of protein. Now be careful with this because uh, you need to make sure that you are uh, doing the calculations that are for cooked chicken and not raw chicken. But if you are doing it for raw chicken, then you have to keep it consistent in that way and make sure that you are you're doing it that way because the density of cooked chicken is much larger. And so the same weight in cooked chicken is going to be a hell of a lot more protein than raw chicken. So make sure that you are staying consistent with whichever one you use. And so the way that I teach my athletes how to make sure they're getting enough protein in every meal is start out by getting at least three to five ounces of a particular meat, and then combine it with a higher protein, higher fiber starch or carbohydrate. And so I usually recommend things like quinoa or high protein bread, like Dave's Killer Bread, because Dave's Killer Bread has upwards of five to six grams sometimes of protein. And then quinoa itself, one serving is literally six grams of protein. So you could literally make yourself a little protein bowl with the base as your quinoa and then put the grilled chicken all chopped up in there. And that right there, bam, is at least 40 to 45 grams of protein right there without anything else extra. Now, of course, you can add some seasonings in there, chop up some veggies, all right? And then you have yourself an absolute fun, high protein meal time. 
Okay. Now, when it comes to snacks, however, all right, then that's what I'm going to recommend going for things like dairy, Greek yogurt, all right, uh, high protein yogurt that has anywhere from 16 to 20 grams of protein, depending on where you're getting it from. Um, there are a lot of those uh, snack uh, yogurts now that you can find at the grocery store that have upwards of 20 grams of protein. And then you can even add protein powder into that to get it up to 40 grams of protein right there. And you have yourself another party. You want it to taste a little bit more fruity, then you can put in a, a half a cup of blueberries or, or strawberries and a little bit of honey on top. And you got yourself a little high protein snack that's also really low in calories because most of these protein snacks that are high in protein are nowhere, um, they're probably about anywhere from 150 to 230 calories, which is really, really good for a high protein snack like that. And that's going to keep you much more satiated than you going ham on a whole bunch of candy and with added sugars and processed sugars and processed sweets. And so really, really looking for options like this that are helping to keep you satiated because we also know that protein is a very important macronutrient that sends the signal to your body that you have all your essential nutrients and you can now downregulate hunger hormones, in particular ghrelin. And so you'd be less likely to snack afterwards by doing a lot of these whole protein things. There are many other great examples of high protein snacks you can do. I just want to challenge you to start with some fundamental meat, get at least three to five ounces of that, and then look for higher carbohydrate sources of protein that you can utilize to go in conjunction with your protein choice. That's going to make it much, much easier to be able to feel satiated and get your protein needs. And then for actual snacks, you know, look for your high protein options like Greek yogurts. You know, you can look for, um, you got to be careful with nuts themselves sometimes because they're also super high in fat. And so being wary of those as well. And then getting creative with what you're using with your protein powders, because you can make high protein oatmeal snacks. You can make uh, high protein yogurts, high protein shakes. You can do all sorts of things like this to help you feel satiated throughout the day. Um, we'll, we'll tackle this question again in futures, in, in future episodes, and in future podcast uh, posts that we put onto the internet. But as always, if you guys are interested in sending questions in to be featured on our uh, on our on our uh, on our podcast, please be sure to check that link out in the bio. And as always, be sure to make sure that you are watching all of our content where we try to bring out as most informational stuff we can do to help build you into the best evolved athlete we can be. Just to summarize today, guard your heart. Make sure that you realize that garbage in versus garbage out is so powerful. And at the end of the day, setting yourself with the right intent, putting your armor on, having a morning and strategy uh, and daily strategy for handling stress and a night routine are going to be some of your best bets to making sure that no matter what you encounter in the world, you're going to be resilient towards any negative force. This has been Coach P. As always, listen to the outro if you'd like more information on how to get in touch with the absolute best coaches in the industry so that we can help you achieve the best greatness of all possible and the best version of yourself. I've been Coach P, and I'll see you in the next one. Coach P's out. If you like today's episode, please be sure to drop a like, share it with all your friends, and give us a great review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to work with the best in the business, please be sure to head over to all of our social media web pages at Evolve Health and Performance. Us at Evolve are trying to make you the best athlete of all time and realize your full potential. Stay tuned for all future episodes where we bring you the best guests and features for everything health, fitness, and wellness. For everything Evolve, stay tuned. Coach P's out.